Hello and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. And my name is Ross Eaton. And we are the Crypto Masters. topic of today's episode is Cosmos. Cosmos is a layer one platform with some interesting features and we'll be discussing this crypto asset on today's podcast. It is the self-proclaimed internet of blockchains. Ooh, big statement there, Brian. It is a big statement. (laughs) Uh, Quick reminder, our goal here at Crypto Masters is to provide information about crypto assets to help the public decide if it's something that they may want to invest in and then do research on their own. We generally look at projects to determine if they would be good for a long-term investment. Yeah, we provide information about different crypto assets to allow you, the listeners, to make your own investment decisions. Uh, big disclaimer here, this is not financial advice. There it not is. Not financial advice, I say again, <laughs> um, because we're just not financial advisors. But you know, we want to give you, the listeners, the power to branch out on your own and discover crypto yeah it's kind of fun so uh, in doing our podcast ross and i get to uh, do research on these different um, assets and we think it's a lot of fun and uh you know we can kind of help you i think get started on yours and um and then you see if it's something you want to look into further absolutely and uh and that's what we're doing today with cosmos um so it's a layer one platform that's actually a, a network and the cosmos network consists of independent or sovereign parallel blockchains called zones. The zones can connect to a hub. And uh, this crypto asset attempts to solve the problems that we've discussed on several of the previous episodes, scalability and interoperability. Yeah, I think that's what's everyone, that's what's on everyone's mind right now, Brian. Scalability, interoperability, can these things connect and talk to each other? And then as we've seen with this uh, this whole thing called Ethereum with its uh, scalability issues, um, gas fees spiking, transactions not being processed. Scalability is huge. Um, of course, Ethereum 2.0 will hopefully solve all that. But yeah, the major that's really the major problems right now. Cardano or uh, wow, Cosmos addresses <laughs> the solve here. I got my C change mixed up. Um, but yeah, they use a Tendermint BTF, which um, I mean, essentially is just a proof of stake um, consensus algorithm. Um, and that you're probably thinking, man, Ross and Brian, you're sounding like broken records now. But yeah, proof of stake, it, it it's almost going hand in hand with scalability right now. It's just faster, more efficient than proof of work. Um, you know, just every node trying to compete to get that block. Um, Actually, when you said Tendermint, I thought of chewing gum. It seems like that would be a good name for a chewing gum. Oh. Well, you know, when you just said it, it already sounded to be true. <laughs> You're a really good salesman, Brian. It's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, it, it, it also solves interoperability with its uh, IBC, or inter-blockchain communication. Um, kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> These blockchains will communicate with each other through this. Um, and just a quick note, um, maybe you're going to cover in a second, Brian, but you know, this is something that they've been preaching, um, wasn't on the initial release, but finally got released later on. But yeah, it's here and blockchains, you know, can communicate with each other through the cosmos. And I know we don't want to get into the, uh, 
you know, the, the technical aspects of it. But again, I, we've mentioned this actually on a previous project. It uses a type of a, a TCP slash IP type of messaging for the, uh, for the inner blockchain communication, which a lot of people can relate to because we've, you know, we've seen that in the, in the internet context, oh, absolutely. right? Yeah. And so at least uh, what I read was that, you know, it, that was at least was a uh, inspired, it was inspired by their solution was inspired by the TCP slash IP, which is used for, uh, for internet. Yeah. And, you know, that's just basically what Brian's trying to say is we need a protocol to be able to communicate with each other yeah. in these computing worlds. So, right. Yeah. You know. So, and, and that's what we maybe we need to uh, step back a little bit. Um, you know, you have you have all these blockchains that we've talked about before. Ethereum's its own blockchain. Uh, Bitcoin's its own blockchain. Cardano's its own blockchain. So, you know, what this is trying uh, to accomplish is to allow those blockchains to have some form of interoperability. Maybe meaning um, using the uh, coins or tokens of, of each other. So, to use a, a, a an ether token on on Bitcoin chain or vice versa, things like that. That is kind of what um, Cosmos is, is trying to do here. And they've already have some. So we talked about the the hubs um, and, um, you know, they already have some blockchains on the Cosmos ecosystem, including the Binance chain, the Kira network, um, OKEX's OK chain, Aragon, Band protocol, and others, including um, Kava, which is a DeFi and lending platform that I think uh, is a good investment in, it, in its own right. Maybe we'll cover that one day um, when we're ready to get back to another DeFi. Absolutely. But, and, and also, if you, uh, I, I hope I didn't run over it too quickly, the Binance chain is one that I mentioned, which right now is just going crazy. Um, so much activity on the Binance chain, you know, it's with the Binance, it's it's part of the Binance, uh, you know, family, which is a centralized exchange, but it's huge. And it came out with the Binance chain uh, because of all the problems with that we've talked about with Ethereum. So um, it, it's right now, I think a lot of people are reluctant because it is centralized. You know, everybody knows that about Binance, at least. Um, mm -hmm. But it's getting all kinds of, of activity. Um, so the fact that they chose Cosmos, I think, is a big feather in the cap of Cosmos. Oh, yeah. And I think that that really opens up the world for crypto. You know, a lot of people get into it for that decentralized aspect. You know, we hear Bitcoin, you don't need a centralized bank to, you know, send funds between each other. But then to get on and buy the thing, you have to get on it exchange that is centralized so it's kind of like well, for wait. now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so that that's what i'm loving about projects like this yeah. it kind of it's keeping that decentralized nature kind of yeah in the it, game of not this. to get off topic too much but i think binance realizes that the um the decentralized exchanges are coming and it's preparing itself for that that's kind of a side note let me give a quick example i said you know bitcoin and ethereum could interoperate using Cosmos. So the way that would work is, like I said, the hub and zone model. And just very, uh, very briefly, for an example, if you want to connect Ethereum and Bitcoin through Cosmos, both the blockchains, Ethereum and Bitcoin, would connect to their own zone on Cosmos. 
then the Ethereum zone and the Bitcoin zone would connect to a hub. And then through this shared hub, Ether and Bitcoin could be transferred between them. That's kind of an example of how um, the interoperability of blockchains would work on Cosmos or does work on Cosmos. Absolutely. Um, so yes, there's some uh, dApps also already operate on Cosmos. And just to quickly mention those, um, this includes Anchor, um, financial platform, pretty big. Flares, a payment network. Clever, uh, a mobile app with integrated blockchain wallet. Um, so yeah, there's already some dApps working on Cosmos. Um, you know, definitely kind of sucking some some people into it. So. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Again, yeah. another kind of feather in its cap, showing that it's uh, it's uh, something you know already being used, already being able to have uh, have dApps on it. That's great. All right, let's talk a little bit of the history of Cosmos. And you mentioned Tinder Mitt, which would be a good chewing gum, by the way. Um, huh. But it <laughs> started. It's deja vu. <laughs> yeah. it's, I go back to that well. It works so well. At first. Um, it started as Tinder Mint. Um, it was actually the, the original company. It was called Tinder Mint. So I guess the, as an homage to that, they named their um, security system for it. Um, but anyways, and that was in April of, of 2017. It launched a token sale and raised 17 million so the cosmos in 20 april of 2017 had its token sale and they had some private sales before the public sale so it wasn't you know a total fair um sell but um there's about 20 percent going to the founders um and then in march of 2019 the official mainnet was launched i'm gonna mention the founders um uh, they were jay J-A-E Kwan, and I believe he started actually Tendermint and then um, stayed with it when it became Cosmos. And another person named Zarko Milosevic and Ethan Buckman. So both Kwan and Buckman left the project in 2020. I'm not sure about Buckman, but I understand Jay Kwan sort of semi-retired. He's still involved maybe with the project and advising it or something, but... Um, Anyway, that uh, you know seemed to have a good uh, a good team behind it um, when it started. Hopefully, it, it still does. Um, again, things have been happening, so sounds good. Absolutely. Well, let's look into the coin behind Cosmos. And funny enough, Brian, it's called Atom, which I think in the real world the Cosmos are made up of atoms. Oh. Okay, I was wondering why it was funny. Yeah. Now I see. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see where they're going with this. Ah. And that's Adam A-T-O-M. Right. The, the same as the, the small speck you can barely see or not see at all. With protons and electrons, you know, all that it. science stuff. <laughs> Do you need more explanation, Brian? No. I was A-T-O-M, Adam, as opposed to like the guy's name. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Um, yeah, but atoms are used for staking and governments of the protocol. Um, obviously, every protocol platform has to have their own coin to, you know, be able to interoperate and stuff like that. So um, just some tokenomics about Atom. Um, there's no maximum supply. So, you know, economics-wise, you know, scarcity is not something that should, you know, affect the price in this case. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, like we've talked about Bitcoin with the maximum cap. We've talked about some others with a maximum. I just talked about quant a couple of weeks ago. It has a hard cap. So, yeah, um, it's just different, you know, it's a different uh, strategy, I guess. Yeah, kind of like Ethereum. 
no cap. Ethereum does not yeah. have a cap at this point. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So um, let's, I mean, if anyone has watched our other podcasts or is familiar with crypto, our discussion has probably triggered in your mind something about Polkadot, right? Because we talked, we did put, we covered Polkadot a few weeks back. Yep. And there's a lot of similarities, actually, as you can tell, between Polkadot and Cosmos. So let's do a quick kind of compare and contrast. Um, as we talked about, Polkadot uses parachains and Cosmos uses the hub and zone model that we just talked about. So in Polkadot, there's sort of one connected governance system. The, the relay chain sort of presides over all of the parachains. Oh, it's oversimplifying, but that is one way to look uh -huh. at it. Whereas in Cosmos, the blockchains really are more independent or, or sovereign. Um, so like we said, you know, Ethereum or even Bitcoin um, could become um, a, a blockchain that, that joins a, a, a hub on Cosmos, but they have their own governance. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're then going to be fall under the Cosmos governing system. Whereas in Polkadot, I think that is true to, to a larger extent, at least. So, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think, the main difference um, that you can see between the, the two projects. And it's, it's somewhat, it's a significant difference, but it's also maybe a good difference. I mean, Polkadot is saying, hey, we have this great uh, system here. And if you want to yeah. be a part of it, you can. You can actually bid, you know, like we talked on, you can bid... Yeah. And, and be a part of our uh, whole ecosystem. And Cosmos is more like, hey, if you're, if you're already existing and independent and sovereign, or if you want to create a new independent blockchain, but you just want to have interoperability with some of these other ones that we're offering here on our ecosystem, you can do it. So I think they kind of, it's kind of good that we have both types in there. And that, that's what I see as kind of the main difference between the two. Absolutely. And, you know, there's drawbacks to that. So, you know, if you if you launch on Polkadot, you get their validators. Uh, of course, you know, their governance, their validators. Um, if you launch on Cosmos, you kind of have to, um, you know, market to validators like, hey, yep. or if you have your own, you know, if you have tons of nodes and you want to fire that up, you can do it yourself. So just to kind of show some um, positive and negatives. Yeah, that right. So. They, they, they both have their benefits. And, and I think you can see that it's not to me, it seems like it's not easy to get your whole uh, system that, that a blockchain needs with, if, you know, if you're going proof of stake with the nodes and validators and, you know, yeah. all the other people really that you need involved. Um, so it gives sort of projects a choice, you know, do we want to do this one with Polkadot where that's provided or, you know, do we want to be independent? So I, I think it's great. Yeah. And I'll just say one more thing on that. You know, if you, this is a rough comparison, of course, but you know, if you launch a D app on Ethereum and you're in need of some major update, well, you know, you have to submit an EIP and that's got to get mm -hmm. voted on and passed through that whole system. Whereas, you know, on Cosmos, if you've got all your validators and you want to open up your own blockchain, you can just add that feature in and you're kind of good to go. So kind of more work up front if you know what you're doing, um, but less work if you just want to get up and running and have some other governance there. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. good. I like, I like it. There's the two different kinds. Absolutely. All right, Ross, where can, can uh, people buy Adam? Yes. Yeah, so a couple of spots you can buy this bad boy, uh, Coinbase Pro, 
might have heard of it. Binance, <laughs> as we've just mentioned two seconds ago. Kraken, watch out, people. Uh, OKEX, and many other exchanges. This thing is, um, you know, you're going to be hard not to find it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's it's yeah. one that's not not going to be difficult to find. Absolutely. All right. Ross, it is time for final thoughts. Final thoughts. On Cosmos. Who's up? Uh, flip a coin. Why don't you go ahead? You want me to take it? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I am going to take it. And hopefully I steal all your thunder. I, I will say this, and, and we normally great. say this, not that we're market movers by any means, but I like to uh, normally tell people whether I own any or not, just so they'll know whether I have any biases or not. And I don't own any Cosmos. But I will say I am looking, I am giving it a hard look. And after mm -hmm. the research, um, I'm even more so. So I wouldn't doubt if within the next week I own Cosmos. Because um, I, I am impressed with it. I didn't, you know, until we get into the, of course I knew about Cosmos and I knew it was interoperability was its thing. But, you know, until we do our research that we really have to do to get ready for one of these, uh, I don't know the details. And so... To me, I was kind of thinking, oh, uh, Polkadot, you know, usurped it. You know, Polkadot came in and, and stole its thunder. And so now uh, Cosmos has no real um, use or benefit, you know, over, over Polkadot. But now I know that's not true. It's uh, like we just discussed, it, it, it is a different option, a different way to do the interoperability. So I kind of like that. So is Cosmos a chance if you missed out on the Polkadot run-up, can you maybe get it with Cosmos? I'd say maybe. I think the IBC launch that you mentioned in January 2021 mm -hmm. was a big event. It was kind of like we'd always heard about Cosmos since it launched in 2019. Um, you know, interoperability, interoperability, but didn't really have it. You know, it was, it was, yeah. it was coming soon kind of thing. Well, when that actually launched in uh, January of 2021, that was a big deal. So, you know, I mentioned the Polkadot run-up, which was incredible. I don't even—I missed it. I'm, I mean, I own Polkadot, but <laughs> I bought it after it was, you know, at a market price. Oh, yeah, same here. Same yeah, here. right. So we didn't get in on the early days of that. And, we, and you know, I didn't on, on Cosmos either. And since the IBC in late January to the date of this, I, you know, um, in March of 2021, um, it's the price is more than doubled, so it's not like it hasn't been reflected in the price. But then again, it's been a bull run since that time. Almost everything has doubled or more. So yeah, um, everything is green. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if the IBC launch has really been priced in yet. Maybe it has. Um, you know, under an efficient market theory, it would have already been priced in, but I'm not sure about that. But even so, I can see Cosmos. You know, with a couple of major announcements getting. Um, getting another surge, another price surge. Um, people start using it even more. Um, it shows the interoperability works. I think um, it has some some room to run. So I am uh, I, I give it a thumbs up overall. Not invested in it yet, but um, I very well may do so soon. Although there are lots of good projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, might have to piggyback off you slightly, Brian. Um, if you just compare, you know, everyone's doing comparisons now of Cosmos and Polkadot, but if you look at these market caps, I mean, there is a huge disparity there. So, and we've talked about doing a series on kind of gems and not necessarily saying Cosmos is this very small project and no one knows about it, 
but it's just very low price for what it seems to be able to do, you know? So I, I will be, I don't want any now. I, I am looking to acquire some because, I mean, if this, if you think this will be an equal competitor of Polkadot, I mean, we're looking at a, a large multiple there. So, yeah, that's a good you point. Know, I, I'm not putting in, you know, 50%, even 20% of my portfolio in it, but I am, I will be acquiring just a little nest egg in there in case this thing goes off and it kind of equals up to the hype that Polkadot is. True. Um, yeah, I, I think this could be something that, you know, you, the polka dot me and Brian missed. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and a lot of other people, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. In, in a sense, if you think, oh, gee, this is has as much potential as polka dot, and right now uh, polka dot's market cap is, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, five x more than Cosmos, which it might be. I'm not. I just picked that number yeah. out of the air. You know, you could see how Cosmos would have a lot of room to run. Oh yeah, it, it's got the room to run, Brian, and um, we're hoping it goes to the cosmos. <laughs> yes. Nice. I was going right. to say stratosphere, but I, I think that's a little too too small for the cosmos. I gotcha. You I know love it. I'm, going? I'm using right. this. I like uh, your stalling while I, while I had time to pull up CoinGecko too. All right, so uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, we mentioned it. We might as well close it out. So polka dots market cap as of the date of this recording is 36.6 billion okay that was higher than i thought i was thinking around 30. cosmos is 5 billion okay so when i said a 5x i wasn't too far off it's more like yep. a 7x so again I, I you know and there's other time you you know I, people have looked at like a chain links market cap is x and so this oracle is here, you know, if it were to equal, it's not going to equal it. Just like, I don't think Cosmos is going to, but it shows you the room yeah. it has to run. I mean, there's 7x difference in their market cap. So that's that's a good point. No, I'm glad you brought that up, Brian, because it's very it's a very loose comparison when you're just blindly looking at market caps um, yeah. and trying to do a multiple. But I mean, there is somewhat of a potential calculation there. Right, make, so. right. It gives yeah. you, it shows you where it can get to. Exactly. Yeah. You can use that strategy for free, people. That's yeah. <laughs> we we we're waving all our patent rights. Yes. That, uh, that idea. All right, Ross. Well, this was a good one. Uh, Cosmos uh, was very enjoyable. Just another one of these crypto assets that are so so fun to learn about. Absolutely, and we it, just have a couple more to cover, I think, until we <laughs> run out. <laughs> and you know what? We will be back with another show covering uh, another crypto asset on the Crypto Masters. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, and make sure to subscribe, like, comment. Tell us what you want us to cover next. 